three, two, one, six. Welcome back to another edition of the Para Podcast. This week, I'm joined by Birdie. Hey, how's it going? And Forty. G'day, fellas. And Ham. Hey, how's it going? And your host, Hamish. Um, so we're just going to do a little bit of junior news, a couple of reviews from the first two rounds of the juniors, uh, then look at the upcoming trial, which is set for this Friday, which will be streamed. Um, welcome right. to the future. Thursday. And right. then um, touch on some news. Trial's Thursday, isn't it? Oh, Thursday. There you are. I've already got it wrong off the bat. So thank, <laughs> thank, thankfully, we've got 40 here. <laughs> um, so I'll make sure I get this out tomorrow. Um, so let's start off with the uh, round one of the juniors. So um, not the best uh, return, uh, seeing as we went down in all grades yeah, in three. round one. So in the Harold Matthews Cup, Manly Seagulls, 22, defeated the Parramatta Eels, 14. Uh, try scorer Dom Destratus and Ethan Sanders. Ethan Sanders, two off the boot. Um, and it doesn't say anything about penalty goals. So uh, assuming... Sanders got one penalty goal, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, so uh, Forty and Ham, you were out there for yeah, that? out at Nadira, out at Cabra. Um, this was a very frustrating game, wasn't it, Ham? Yeah, just so much drop ball from both teams. This this was a case of the Eels were in a position to go on and win this game, but they spited themselves and just coughed the ball over. And Manly had, I think it might have been three players, the five eight. Uh, uh, the Finu, the younger Finu. Yeah, Latu Finu. Uh, the hooker. Uh, Gordon uh, Cantong, was it? No, no, no. He's uh, uh, oh, he's in the other uh, thing. But this hooker in this grade was pretty good too. Ollie Cummins, sorry. And their centre, Josh Felity. Uh, and I suppose Hop Whitey did okay too, but I think he was less of an impact. Those other three players just were there for the big moments and got them over the line. Oh, especially Latu. He was the one that, you know, stepped through our defence and uh, set up another try, I believe. I think... Um, they were just tired by then. We only used two interchanges. in. Yeah, they, they messed up their middle rotation for sure. Um, we were sort of sitting there going, we need to get big Sam Tuovati back in, I think it was. And yeah. they just didn't really time it well. Um, but in terms of like positives from this game, um, Don Bastrata scored a really nice try to open up the scoring. Uh, great little unders line crashing back in on the right edge um, to stroll through. Um, aside from that, it was it was such a frustrating game. Our wingers didn't really get involved. Um, Big Suliaho and uh, Josh Lialotto um, really struggled to find their way to the ball, which meant that they didn't have a great start to sets. There was just so many errors. And was, yeah, you know whether and it be even, kick return or even whatever. You know, guys that are just absolute rock solid performers, usually game in game out, like Miles Martin coughed up the ball, and. Yeah, it just it really hurt them, and they paid for it ultimately with Manly capitalising late in the piece. I think they scored, yeah, they scored the uh, last three tries, 49th, 55th and 59th minute in a game that finishes at 60 minutes. On to the SG ball. Manly Sea Eagles 30, defeated Parramatta Eels 20, tries Brock Parker, Totonu Jr. right, and Jabriel Kalachi goals Josh Chappell 4 off the boot. Um... How could it? Oh, that's the penalty goal there. Yeah, yeah, there you okay. go. Okay. <laughs> um, so this was a frustrating one, boys. Yeah, another one. Another one. It was a little bit similar to the, the first game where possession, just completions and possession were our own worst enemies. Um, I think we were the better team by some margin in terms of actual like playing set to set and potential in this game. But, you know, credit to Manly, they just rolled up their sleeves and start, like, hung around and kept themselves in the game and ran away for the end. I will say that this game also featured some of the worst officiating I've ever seen. Um, uh, just 
you know, putting it back, just talking about the officiating for one second, just for one second, um, Manly made a break, uh, Parramatta made a tackle, and the referee had deemed that we'd stayed on for too long. So with 10 metres out, no no defence, no defensive line, the referee called a penalty against Parramatta and had to be told by his sideline official that it had to be a sin bin. So we're talking about like over a minute of play, have like like of dead ball time, and the, like eventually the touch gets there and says, no, no, you've got to send him uh, to the sin bin, which he, uh, we felt like the player had actually lost the ball trying to get up to his feet too quickly. But in, in the event of calling the actual penalty, that's the correct process as the SB sin bin. And it was Brock Parker in this case who had a, a really funny game. He had a, a pretty good game, but he ended up getting put in the bin for that one. Yeah. Um, but it was, that was a big prop forward gunning down the field about 60 metres to make that cover tackle. So it was a good effort. But then their first try was a case where the manly number eight, I think it was, bigger. it's Farfetti or Tucker Gavaya, I think, if I made a meal about sorry, mate. Um, he took a carry and was deemed to be short. And the ref told him to play, get up and play the ball. And he, he played the ball, and in the process of the dummy half actually passing the ball out wide, he's then awarded a try without consulting the touchies. It just was mind-boggling. Yeah, just on that, um, you know, we'll speak about it a bit later with the round two review. Parramatta, I think, are just missing that edge, which uh, is expected because we've got six players eligible for this grade, um, currently training with the first grade squad. So they're just missing that, but these guys... <laughs> You know, I thought uh, Jabril had a good game in this game. Yeah, he's, he's been very uh, exciting in the first couple couple of rounds. A couple of errors in the second game, which we'll get to, but he's so big and athletic at centre, which is really oh. encouraging. And for even though his opposite centre uh, was quite large himself, um, Jabril just blitzed him on the outside on for his try on the scrum there. Um, yeah, just in this game, I think the Haas probably needed to take a bit more ownership of the team. Um, yeah, the roster was a little bit janky. It's hard to do when you're only completing at 50. Yeah, and the roster was a little bit janky that week. We had Peter Tatio playing edge instead of lock. We had a, uh, oh, a, an, a we had an edge in Jock Brazel playing centre. So injuries obviously playing their part in round one. Um, in in uh, Peter Tatio's uh, credit, he put on one of the hits of the season uh, right in front of us off a kickoff. He he absolutely murdered a guy just right into the guts and knocked him out of the game. He actually had to get up and, yeah. and get. Uh, carried off by a trainer. He did it twice. Yeah, so he did it twice. Peter lined up uh, big manly seventeen and just laid him out the first time, and then they picked him out again on a kick return. It dropped him. He just it wasn't moved. Just hit him solid, and that was it. So that got completely good. out of hand. Brick killed the guy. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the the players would have been briefed that manly were going to niggle ahead of his game, and manly did niggle. And I think the players tried to keep their cool, but it obviously disrupted them just enough in terms of completion rate and, and following their structures, which, you know, is a legitimate game plan by Manly, as frustrating as it is. And um, to Manly's credit, it was what got them over the line in the end. Tasha Gales, West Tigers 22, defeated Parramatta Eels 12. Uh, Talisha Pugh, I don't know if that's how that's pronounced. That, that's how oh, I'm sorry if I butcher that. Numbers, yeah. <laughs> and Lorene Lumanabai, yeah. Sorry, uh, no, that's, Samar, that's toughy. That one, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, it's on. It's in the highlights. Uh, Lorene's. Yeah, it's a nice uh, little try. That's all show and go. Show and go down the left. Was, edge. It was fantastic, wasn't it? Yeah. Nice little um, as Joey John says, play whatever he says. But she did it perfectly. Slow with the hands, fast with the feet, or whatever. Yeah. She oh, he loves it. talking about that when he talks about dill bags. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And dig, well, dig, it was very much a Dylan Brown try and digging into the line and the power that has. 
it was just put the foot down. So I was, you know, wait for the defense to make an error and then put the foot down and go straight through. It was a really uh, good play. We uh, missed play. this game because it was clashing in terms of schedule and it was at Leichhardt. Um, but the report we got back from uh, the coaching staff that would go later go on to our uh, TCT's game day report on parios.com.au was that the girls shot out to an early lead and played some good footy. But then pretty much like the ball on the mats, uh, just errors started to creep into their game. And it just, you know, the sort of flipping territory and possession as a result of that proved to be too much. And they played the Tigers twice in the preseason, if I'm not mistaken. And they've all been fairly close results like this. So it sort of, it was in line with what they'd sort of done to themselves in the preseason where they just coughed up a bit too much ball and the weight of possession proved too much. All right. Well, I think that wraps up round one. So unfortunately, a couple of losses coming in there. But then on to round two. Oh, I'm sorry, I should just say we'll put the uh, link to the highlights video from round one in there as well. They pick out one play um, from each grade, at least there, and that's the... Should music be playing here? Is someone playing music? Oh, sorry, that's mine. Um, (laughs) 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 Um, All right, Eels Junior Reps round two. So, Ham and uh, Forty, you guys are out here for this one as well. Harold Matthews, Parramatta 34, uh, defeating North's six. Tries to Patrick Spence, got a double. Miles Martin, uh, that's a familiar name on the try scorers list. Saxon Pryke and Declan Murray and Dom Destratus also getting in there. Ethan Sanders, five off the boot. How did we go on the Harold Mats? Well, first off, it was out at Macquarie University, which is an actual, like, carved into, like, the side of a sort of quarry-type deal bowl. It's like a coliseum. Yeah, it's like a a grass coliseum. And it was pissing down for most of these games. Uh, It was awful. Just not, not Not for this one. For the next game, it was absolutely drenched. But for this game, it was... It was still still was pretty later. still pretty wet, but it was a light sprinkle. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the boys were playing in greasy conditions, and they played really good football. Um, a lot of their early attacking structures in the red zone were focused around the dummy half plays to sort of go either out, uh, get the dummy half to shoot out and hit a, a, a short run or a turn inside to isolate someone back on the inside. And they did a lot of damage of that with both Miles Martin and Saxon Price scoring that way. Um, so it was like just really good fundamental football. Um, I thought that in this game, uh, in the halves, we saw uh, Ethan Sanders really turn it around with his kicking game after the first week of football. Um, he kicked early, flattened it out a lot for the wet conditions, so it got a bounce on the greasy track, um, and he really turned the back three of the Bears around. Um, Ham, who stood out for you, mate? Uh, I just want to say it was a good. I think it was a good coaching decision making the changes in the forward pack. Um, you know, moving Miles from lock to prop still plays exactly the same game. But uh, moving Saxon into the middle, he puts on those big hits and he, he's just a worker. And then bringing Josh Al-Hazim onto the edge, he's a bit bit of a shorter, a bit nuggety. But, boy, he's strong. I don't think anybody made the first up contact. I think he broke all those tackles. He was just – he was unbelievably strong. So I think that was very good um, uh, coach, coaching there. Uh, standouts, or other than the forward pack, uh, probably Ethan Sanders. And the connection between Sanders and Spence was really nice in this game, wasn't it, Ham? Yeah. Uh, you'll see on the try on the highlights video, um, the outside-inside, but it was a bit more work than that because Ethan usually plays out on the left there. So for he hauled half us. of his age to <laughs> switch over to the right and you know not only uh, have it set up, because obviously they work on that during training, but to see that in the game, it takes another – that's another skill 
that's another talent that you know 16 year old halves re- very rarely have so um very good of him to see that and uh when two passes well, I, from where i was it was perfect vantage point for it i saw him sprint across the field um and deliver that ball back on the inside. It was uh, very reminiscent of Bevan French to Semi Radradra. Yeah, back uh, to the Dragons. Yeah, 2017. Yes. It was very reminiscent of that try where, you know, it's the way the body's positioned and going at that speed to throw the ball backwards uh, takes a lot of skill as well. The other players that really jumped out to me, I was talking to him about this just before the podcast, but the hooker, Yaya Ayachi, um, big, powerful body for a dummy half, actually. Um, he was very influential near the goal line, which is always good to see. He helped lay on a couple of those tries and um, carry the ball very dangerously throughout the game. And I think the other player that really jumped off the page for me, he scored another try, making it 2-2, two and two, is Dom Destratus. He had a His effort in wet weather was about 30 metres out off some surprisingly enterprising play because the rain was heavy at that point in the game. It was late in the game. And the Eels got a penalty, took a hit up, got an offload and a quick ball away, and it just Dom Destratus flew onto it and went through half the team and scored next to the post from about 30 metres out. Just an I absolute... think he went untouched well, from memory. He, he, there was attempted tackles near him, and he sort of broke through them. I think they might have yeah. counted as missed tackles. But yeah, I remember that. It was uh, Cooper Sinclair through the offload. Yes, yeah, big Cooper Sinclair came on. Ragdolled yeah. in the tackle, got the offload away because he's just so tall. Um, Dom picked it up from the ground, I'm pretty sure, was passed. I thought, it was, I, I thought it was a quick pass to him from the guy that caught the offload, if yeah. I recall correctly. And then there was just a huge goal, and he gunned for it and uh, put his head down and wasn't going to be tackled. But, yeah, that was just a really comprehensive display in pretty testing conditions. Um, you know, the, the Bears, it's kind of hard too early to tell how good or bad the team is in terms of um, standings against the rest of the competition. But as we say, with you know, everything, you can only play what's in front of you. And it was really encouraging to see the boys bounce back in such a manner um, following the coaching plan in testing conditions. And then on to SG Ball, Parramatta Eels 24 over Norths again 6. So Totonu Jr. Wright getting in there, Gabriella Kalachi, Tyrone Sow and Peter Tateo. Goals, Josh Chappell 4 off the boot. Um, so another good outing there for the SG Ball uh, in trying conditions. I mean, good is subjective. The result is good. The process probably wasn't. That was a, an ugly game. Ugly, yeah, uh, ugly, just due ugly. to the conditions as well. At it, one point, there, it was raining sideways. Um, it was actually raining sideways. Yeah, I had to have the umbrella in front of me <laughs> with me peeking over the top of the umbrella. It was no point uh, having it above me because it just wasn't wasn't working. So I had to have it in front of me. <laughs> That's how hard the rain was and the, how hard the wind was. And in that rain, uh, Josh Chapel really stood yeah, up, kicked the four twenty, and then that was it. Parramatta scored um, off the back of that. I think we got a penalty on the the other the other thing of Josh too is that he was perfect off the kicking tee with some yeah. difficult kicks. Yeah, he's just he's really stepped up his game this year, uh, young Josh. Um, kicked a forty twenty, was calm when he needed to be, especially late in the game. You know, the game Parramatta needed someone to step up and find that winning try. Um, he wasn't involved directly in the try, but. Um, that forty twenty kicked, and then in the in the ensuing set, uh, got a repeat set. So, just really stood up when the team needed to, and the player I think we should expect to step up. Um, this is his second year in SG Ball, and uh, recruited down from Queensland. He's sort of bit of weight on his shoulders, and um, you know, first game bit off, but second, you know, getting there. 
And yeah, the Bears put up a big fight in this game. They actually ended up shooting out to a pretty hefty lead at one point in the second half. Um, but the Eels, their credit, despite all the drop ball and the penalties, and that, there was a lot of penalties in this game, actually. I think they, they got hammered by the ref, if I recall correctly. Um, they managed to stick to it, and they gave themselves a chance, and that's all you can ask for, um, especially given the conditions. And yeah, like Ham said, you know, you had Josh Chappell sort of hoofed them back into the contest of a big 40-20, and they didn't squander the opportunity. They went on a score with their captain, Peter Tatero, crashing over under the posts. And then there was a manic final few minutes where I think there was... Um, uh, we had a line dropout. Like we were receiving a line dropout, um, but they kicked short. We we lost the ball at one point, and then we managed to defend up until the final kick that went out on the sideline. So <laughs> um, chaotic finish to the game, but you know it was a game that could have very easily have dropped, especially after you know dropping the bundle last week. But they didn't back that particular negative up, which is good. Yeah, um, and I think that Manly must have bought. Uh, not Manly, Norse have bought Manly's recruitment manager for the juniors because, uh, boy, are they big. Big boys. Big, big boys. I think they've actually recruited heavily out of Penrith, if I'm not mistaken, which, you know, is a not quite Manly, but the next best thing after what Manly does. They like to recruit out of para. So, yeah, just Western Sydney. Yeah, exactly. Right. And then in the Tasha Gales, some uh, not a great result. Newcastle twenty four defeating Parramatta to nil. Um, so uh, yeah, going down not well in that grade. Um, but if you look at the highlights, I just wanted to highlight one of the highlights. Um, Alyssa Shoulders goal line defence. Tell you what, she, she's earned her last name. Um, what an absolute monster <laughs> tackle on the goal line. There's a, there's a head and shoulders sponsorship coming her way if she cracks it to the NRLW, by the way. <laughs> I can definitely see that uh, coming up. And, and with that defence, she won't be far away from going into that competition. I tell you what. Wow. Um, all right. Well, that wraps up the juniors chat, except for we will have round three coming up. But uh, we've got a couple of buys coming up. Is that right? Yeah, Matt's and Ball are on the buy. All right, and I'll see. Uh, do they give the draw on Paramount Eels website, or we only do that for the? the no, girl, it's only uh, New South Wales. The girls are playing out at Mascot this week up against the Dragons. Um, so we'll see how they're travelling after this weekend's uh, affair, uh, but hopefully a better result than last week. Um, okay, well let's move on to the next agenda item, which is our upcoming trial match against the St. George Illawarra Dragons, uh, which will occur this Thursday, as uh, Forty rightly put, uh, February the 18th. <laughs> yeah, we got there. We got there. <laughs> I lost my place on the, the page there. It's all spread <laughs> out really weird. Um, February 18, Eels and Dragons, 6 p.m., uh, that's Australian uh, Eastern Daylight Savings Time at Estrada Jubilee Stadium. Um, so it'll be streamed live on KO and NRL.com. Um, so get that KO subscription if you can, uh, 25 bucks a month. I uh, promise they're not a sponsor, but I just find it so much easier to watch if, games. If KO there. is interested in sponsoring the Para Podcast, um, you can contact Hamish at uh, the Para Podcast on Twitter. We'll take any money. <laughs> We've, we've discussed it during the week. Any money for anything. Free subscriptions, <laughs> money. Israel Falaf, do you want us to promote some uh, Bible verses? Hit us up, brother. 
Um, okay. Uh, so uh, for this upcoming trial, it seems like they've taken a, uh, a leaf out of the NFL's book and they'll only have sort of, um, I guess, your second string guys or players with 12 games uh, from 2020 or less. Um, with that distinction, is it 12 games for the Eels or is it 12 games I for it'll be the NRL? NRL? I think it's 12 games NRL. But the thing is, like, Joey Lussick would have played a lot more than 12 games for uh, uh, Salford Super League. Yeah. So, yeah, we, don't, we, we yeah. don't know if there's a one-to-one qualification for the ESL and the NRL. We'll have to wait and see. Although the, um, you can mention there's probably dispensation for players to play that are sort of hovering around that sort of uh, threshold. And the thing is, it just says 12 games. So come next year, if there's hopefully there's no COVID bubble, does that mean reserve grade games too? or Because it just says 12 games doesn't specify NRL. Yeah, that's right. So we'll just have to wait and see um, exactly what team rolls out. But we've got an idea of who might be um, getting a bit of a run. Um, so do you want to run through some of those players that you've sort of put your heads together and thought might get a go? Uh, from the full-time roster, we've sort of derived that um, we've got alphabetically in the backs, Hayes Dunster, uh, Jordan Rankin, Michael Oldfield, Tom Opachik, and Will Smith um, from the full-time contractor guys. And in the forwards, you've got Bryce Cartwright would have been eligible, but unfortunately won't be playing this week. But Dave Hollis, uh, we think maybe Joey Lusick, depending on that Super League clause, uh, Keegan Hipgrave, uh, Oregon Kafusi just misses out, but maybe he'll be one of those players that might get dispensation. Um, is that the same for Ray Stone, boys? Did he play enough in the end? Or was he no, sure? Ray Stone played exactly 12 games. Okay, so Ray Stone's in. Um, obviously, Reg and Reed aren't in. Neither is Maddo, and neither is Sean Lane, um, which then means that I think some of the, the younger guys that have been on uh, train and trial office, that uh, guys like Guffo sort of um, leaked to the media about their presence. So we're talking about the, uh, uh, obviously, Jacob Arthur, but you've got the, uh, the Sam Loizus, the Sean Russells, um, and a few more players like that. Um, uh, Will Panasini, uh, Solomon and I do. Bertie's man. Yeah, Will Panasini. <laughs> Every, everyone's yeah, man, to be Penicini. honest. But yeah, Bertie was on the, the Panasini train from day dot. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, <laughs> trying to think. So Riding that Panasini train. Uh, we've got those players. Um, uh, Charbel Tassapale, um, Tarsi James. Um, and then there'll be some second tier guys, I think, as the club starts to assemble its Canterbury Cup roster, that'll probably get a run too. Yeah, so I guess we'll go and see. Um, uh, tune in, and you'll see some of those uh, guys that are either new to the club or are sort of coming through those junior ranks. And we don't expect it to be, you know, uh, the premier sort of NRL talent um, or, or like a, a really great NRL match. Um, but it'll be nice to see these guys get a, a run around, considering that you know all the juniors were out last year because of uh, COVID restrictions. So four games. Um, it'll of be nice. Junior reps and one game of flag and Canterbury Cup. So it's been a long time between drinks for these blokes. Yeah. And then I should just note that Dragons, uh, the trial team, 40 years put that up. So thank you for that. But it's a Dan Alvaro revenge game. Um, so that's something to look forward to. Battle of the Daniel Alvaro Cup, is it? Yeah, the, the Polar Cup. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Polar Cup. I like that. <laughs> uh, is Billy Britton over at the Dragons now? I thought he was at South. Yeah, I think he he jumped ship late last year in terms of like for the, for this year. So there's a bit of hype on Junior Amone. Lomax. On Junior yeah. Amone as well. Um, so yeah, I've I've heard his name in um in the juniors a fair bit. So yeah. you got the Figlebros. 
it's a pretty strong team. Like, yeah, it, is. it looks like a Andrew, New Andrew Mc- Cup team, doesn't it? Did Andrew McCullough not play twelve games last year? No, he did his ACL. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Wow, that's a pretty good inclusion for him. Um, yeah, you've got you know your established Tarek Sims, Braden Willie Army. That's where he is at the moment. Yeah. Oh, Tarek well, Sims is in there as well. There's a chalk us up for a win. Tyron Williams playing. Tyron Wishart. There's a name from the past. Uh, yeah, Jack Bird's getting a run, so there's one as well. Yeah, some big names in there. Uh, I assume that some of those blokes only get a shorter stint just to blow out some of the cobwebs. But yeah, it'd be a good hit out for our boys up against some actual NRL level talent here. Yeah, very much so. So um, tune in for that again, six o'clock this Thursday, the eighteenth of February. Uh, NRL.com or on KO. So, is it um, six you know, or five thirty. Uh, six o'clock when I looked at NRL.com. Ah, yeah. They kept changing. I saw it started off at five thirty, and then it moved to six, and it moved Silence back to computer. five. It's definitely six o'clock yeah. on ParramattaEels.com at the yeah, moment. Currently six p.m. on NRL.com too. So, so race home from tune work in from five thirty anyway. Drive responsibly, but race home from work. No. In the car. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next clash to take place uh, will be the uh, – sorry, the next bit of news is, um, Bertie, get on your soapbox, mate. Uh, the West Tigers have moved their Easter Monday clash Cowards. to Stadium Australia, which I understand that's uh, Ains and Stadium. Yeah. Bunch um, of Bertie, pictures, what do you have man. to say? <laughs> All I'm going to say, mate, is – if I was getting flogged every time, you know, I would like to run away from the place and don't even speak about it. Like, it's just, you know, I put a stat up. Like, I'm not a stat man, right? Maybe soon I'll be a stat man, but I think they had, like, 9 out of 13 games they lost. And now, 4 wins, right? Like, I'm no mathematician, but that's bloody disgusting. How's that home? That's like that's like me letting some stranger live in my house and don't charge them rent. Just do whatever you want, mate. Like, you know, um, and two of those wins were against the Bulldogs, and, you know, they're... Like, they put up a fight off-field more than on-field, you know, like... But, uh... It's just... I just find it so funny that... I think it was it Pasco or Pas- Pistachio, whatever his name is? Um, he came out and he said, Oh, the stadium's not theirs, it's ours. And Hashtag yet it lasted two years and they blasted... They literally sprayed... They put everywhere our jungle. And it's taken two years and now... Look, but this is how stupid they are, right? At Paramount or Bankway Stadium, if you've never been there... It's one of the greatest stadiums to go in because you're literally on top of the ground. Like, you're so close. Like, I'm sure the place can smell our breath. That's how bad it is, right? Not, not, that's how bad our breaths are, right? No, but, watch out for COVID. <laughs> oh, watch out for... Yeah, exactly. But, like, they'd rather go to Olympic Stadium or Telstra Stadium or Ainsley Stadium where you're 30 yards away. Like, you... And they, their argument is, oh, we like to let, we like to let more, more fans in. I'm sorry, but I don't think they even have 15k membership. I think we had 15k memberships when we got back-to-back spoons. Like, the, I don't understand how we've fostered such an intense rivalry of the West Tigers just in our own our own podcast here. It's fantastic. Yeah. You can spin it, you know, spin it however you want, but there's no Harry, no Harry Grant to bail them out this year either. Oh, and <laughs> Harry Grant took a gap year, man. I'm sure most of every most of the players left and all the fans have left, but I think all the West Tigers <laughs> fans are now MacArthur Bulls fans now. They don't give a shit about um. <laughs> Worst Tigers anymore, but that's just stupid. Go to you go into a, far, a less superior stadium and you know shit event, shit uh, facilities, pro shit of food for what to fit another ten k because you get flogged at Bankworth. Come on, seriously, um, it's not making it easy for me. Can, can we have a, a weekly segment here? 
Birdie at the start. I was going, he's a stat man. Um, and the intro music for Birdie's stat man is I'm a stat scat man. But say stat man instead. Can we do that? Sure, we can. You've got to come up with one stat a week now. And that's your segment. Can I just say, that took me like at least 10 minutes to find a stat, but. Man, I don't know, I just... you got a whole week. What's <laughs> 10 minutes? I'll be like, put it this way, that's a whole week of not talking shit to West Tigers on Twitter, so, like, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll try to do my best. Nothing's guaranteed, you know? Like, I'll, I'll probably just reuse some stats and just, you know, mix some words in, but... That's all right. I just want the theme song, I'm a stat man. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> okay, well, short podcast this week. I think we'll wrap it up there. And, um... We will probably come back next week um, and see how we went in that trial fixture, uh, which is uh, coming up. And also, we'll have the um, of, battle, uh, we'll have the battle of the West games. team list, won't we? We might also have a team list. Yeah, battle of the West team list. Yeah, <laughs> we may well. We do, might. Or then might our next out. trial is the twenty seventh of February. So um, I guess we can. What are we getting? Yeah, we can I preview that as well. Now. So yeah, weekly yeah. from here on. Yeah, close, close much, because what is it, the 27th of February, and then they have the weekend off, and then it's the first week of footy after that. So we're what? We're just, uh, as at the time of recording this, uh, under one, two, three, three weeks away. Very exciting. And then, so that week that we have off will be our big season review preview? Yes. Cool. Like season. That, that, yeah, sorry, that makes I, sense I logistically, yes. So uh, get used to that. <laughs> <laughs> that first week of March, we can do the season preview. Sick. All right, sweet. We'll wrap it up there and we'll catch you on the next Power Podcast. See Cheers. you on the flip side, boys. Later, guys.